daily for anti Friday. That time again, we all get together and go, oh my gosh, why? Why does our society run in this way? Why do we allow the society to make this happen? Welcome to the 15th of August meeting. We're basically sort of kind of halfway through this for the fine folks from GeekRadioDaily.com. Welcoming you to National Lemon Meringue Pie Day. I enjoy that pie. So, you know, get together, have some scrumuliciousnesses or whatever, and get to it. The folks bringing it to you today, the lady's only going to warn you the one time that there's podcastings. The Flinsters. You think you're so pretty? You're not going to be so pretty come prom time. Oh, snap. Don't, don't get it riled up in me. I'm the guy that makes it happen one way or another. I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. I'm a leaf on the wind. Watch how I soar. And then the same thing happened to me. What happened this fine day? Yeah? 1877, Thomas Edison coins the word hello as a greeting, an alternative to the one suggested by Alexander Graham Bell. He said, ahoy, ahoy. He remarks in a letter to a friend, hey, I don't even think we'll need a call bell as hello can be heard 20 to 10 feet away. You can hear ahoy, ahoy. Same day, same year, Thomas Edison makes the first audio recording in history uh, where he sings Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> yeah. 1889, Henry Ford, age 36, quits his job as the chief engineer at the Edison Illuminating Company in order to manage the Detroit Automobile Company, which he founds on August 5th. 1918, The Sinking of the Lusitania, written and directed by Windsor McKay, is released in the U.S. The first full-length feature cartoon film, featuring over 25,000 individual drawings, which took 22 months to produce. In 1939, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, MGM, premieres the fantasy film The Wizard of Oz, directed by Victor Fleming, among several other uncredited directors, starring Judy Garland, Frank Morgan, Ray Bolger, Jack Haley, Brett Lahr, Billy Burke, and Margaret Hamilton. 1945, the Westinghouse Electric Corporation first proposes a television broadcast system employing aircraft called Stratovision, which could relay signals across the United States. <laughs> Mike TV probably liked it. 1947, telephone service is introduced on an experimental basis on moving trains. 1977, the Big Ear radio telescope operated at Ohio State University by the SETI Project receives a strong 72-second narrowband radio signal from deep space. The event is named the WOW signal for the notation made by a volunteer on the record of the signal it will never be detected again well 1986 nintendo releases the groundbreaking platform game metroid for the nintendo entertainment system in the u.s it is the first of what will be a long and popular game franchise for nintendo and kids lost their damn mind when they saw the real ending 1997 paramount pictures releases the science fiction horror film event horizon directed by paul ws anderson starring Lawrence fishburne sam neill again it's it's not a good movie but it's a really interesting movie. Yeah. 2001, the International Space Station briefly floats adrift due to a computer glitch. On board, astronauts use jets on the space shuttle Discovery to restore flight stability. 2003, the mission Space, a motion simulator attraction at Epcot, pretty opens great. to the public. It simulates what an astronaut might experience aboard a spacecraft on a mission to Mars from the hyper-G force to blast-off to the fictitious hypersleep used by passengers to pass the time on the journey. The attraction is sponsored by Hewlett-Packard with a construction cost of $100 million and gets about 1,600 guests an hour in there. Yeah. Is it still there? I don't know. I don't either. 2005, Andrew J. Steffi discovers Steffel. Andrew J. Steffel discovers the moons of Pluto, Haida, and Nix in images taken by Hubble Space Telescope on May 15th and May 18th. 2006, the Voyager 1 space probe, the most far distant man made object in space, reaches a distance of 100 astronomical units. Uh, it's like 15 million miles, 15 million kilometers, 930, blah. 15 million kilometers, 9300 million miles from the sun. Meaning that it is 100 times more distant from the sun 
than the earth. Wow. What if they make a movie about that? Birthdays? Alice Englert is 29 from Beautiful Creatures. Jennifer Lawrence is 32 from X-Men First Class, Silver Lang's Playbook, Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. And that uh, one Russian movie thing she did. Oh, yeah. Emily Kinney is 37, Beth on The Walking Dead, Masters of Sex, Flash, and Arrow. Natasha Henstridge is 48, known for many things, but come on, species. She's known for species. Matthew Wood is 50, General Grievous in Star Wars. Ben Affleck is 50 from Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, Daredevil, Batman vs. Soups. It was a good movie. <laughs> Anthony Anderson is 52 from Kangaroo Jack, Transformers, Scream 4, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, and Blackish. Deba Messing is 54 from Ned and Stacy, The Mothman Prophecies, Will and Grace, Smash, and Los Mysterios de Laura. Zaleko Ivanek is 65. That's a Slovenian American actor from Homicide, Heroes, and Madam Secretary. Tony Robinson is 76, best known for being Baldrick from Black Adder. Jim Dale is 87 from Pete's Dragon, pushing daisies, and narrates the Harry Potter audiobooks. No longer with us, born in state in 1912, Julia Child, Julia American Child. chef and author. She likes to have a drink. <laughs> 1923, Rose Marie from the Dick Van Dyke Show, Sally Duncan Show, and the 1998 Psycho. 1925, Mike Connors from Maddox, The Extreme Adventures of Super Dave. Well, that ain't going to be on TV. But on CBS, we get a rerun of The Neighborhood, Bob Hart's Abishola, NCIS, and NCIS Hawaii. ABC's got a new The Bachelorette, Poker Face, on a new claim to fame. Ah, Poker Face. NBC, National Finals, one on American Ninja Warrior. Fox with a rerun of Don't Beat the Lyrics, a rerun of Beat Shazam. Mm. CW, Max and Rosa begin to unravel Liz's deception, which causes her to act rashly. Michael and Maria discover the trail of their missing friend has gone cold on a new Roswell, New Mexico, and there's also a new In the Dark. You missed it. I said Don't don't Beat the Lyrics. It was uh, funny. Freeform is showing Zootopia. On AMC, years before Jimmy McGill goes on to represent New Mexico's most infamous criminal, he provides small-time legal services to low-income clients, along with his fixer, Mike Emmerhalt-Trump, as he struggles to make a name for himself on a new Better Call Saul. Sounds like every other one. Bravo! A new crew member arrives and brings a new skill set to the group. The sailing crew contends with added pressure as bad swells. Unfortunately, the guest stuck at the dock. Natasha spends time with someone from her past on a new below deck, okay. Mediterranean. FX has hidden figures. FX Extra Simpsons Marathon includes dangers on a train and Homerland. FXM is showing Kingsman, the Golden Circle. If that was the Golden Girl Circle, that would have been <laughs> be a all really about good that. movie. Siffy will be showing Apollo 13. Oh, okay. Science fiction? TNT, uh, Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, and Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Between those two, there's one good movie there. True. Gonna be a Jedi. True TV's got your Bruce Almighty, but this fine, fantastic evening we're watching the Lifetime Movie Network because star student Jade and her mother, Frida, a crime author, have a great relationship, but when she discovers Frida's secret financial problems, Jade joins her bad boy crush, Rick, in a series of high-profile burglaries. Kate Drummond and Lizzie Boyd star in My Mom Made Me Do It. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. Brady returns from a lost valley that he found in the hidden jungle where rumors say no one ever ages. Now, Brady tells Professor Chad about this, but immediately afterwards is captured by Stefan. Chad and Stefan both send teams to race in there and see who can get to that valley first. Now, Chad believes his team is going to make it home free because they're winners. He tells Stefan to blast off buzzing. His team graduated tops at Hero High. Hashtag Chappie. Forever. Looks like you've got mail waiting. 
Hello, geek people. Well, this week, I happen to know for a fact that Chad and Abby are on a show called Shadow Chasers, which you are right, is a show that I'm sure not many people remember, except for I also discovered that there is a massively big fan base in the online community that I didn't know until I did some random searches. I discovered this show on the Mystery Channel, if that's still even a thing. But uh, yeah, it was a cross between uh, Kolchak and X-Files, and I thought it was a really interesting show, especially the one where they thought they were in heaven. Oh my God, I was just telling PRS about that the other day. Greatest show ever? No, but really should have lasted longer than it did. Can't wait to figure out where they are next week, since I've never figured out where they are before. That is from Gloria. Well, thank you, Gloria. You're absolutely right. Last week, Chad and Abby were on Shadow Chasers, a show I quite enjoyed at the time even though it had the death knell of being on against the Cosby Show and Magnum P.I., so had nowhere else to go. So if you have something you'd like to tell us about shows that you lost in that same death knell of a time slot, send a note to podcast at geekradiodaily.com, or of course the voicemail or text message, just use these magic numbers. 510-G-R-D-Crew. We would even talk about how it killed original The Flash. Haven't been listening to the RevCast? Here's what you're missing. <laughs> the sharks have an economy based on gold. Apparently, the shark like decked out like Mr. T with the bling all over. <laughs> oh, now I want to see that. I want somebody oh to draw a picture God. of a shark with a with a mohawk. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> the Revcast by RevolutionSF.com, available at RevolutionSF.com, iTunes, and part of the ESO network. Hi, this is Christy Swanson, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You're listening to Geek Radio Daily. Some have argued the best, but never argued best person. Well, folks, go and see there, there, yo. This week's 10 was new. It made $2.5 million. It was fall. I okay. Didn't sure, it didn't have anywhere to fall. It started at number ten. America's Home Video thing. This week's nine was last week's nine. That's Elvis making another two point five million dollars. Made one hundred forty one million in eight weeks. It was better than Bordis's <laughs> Elvis on the Orville. This week's eight. Last week's fifteen. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Got more. Re- re- got released in more theaters. It made another three point two million dollars. It's made three point six million in two weeks. This week seven was last week seven. Where to crawl, Dad? Sing, making five point nine million. It's made seventy two in five weeks. This week six, last week's five. Minions: The Rise of Gru made another four point nine million. It's made three hundred and forty four million in seven weeks. This week's five, last week's three. Nope, nope. Another five point five million, one hundred seven in four weeks. This week's four, last week's four. Thor: Love and Thunder made another five point three million dollars. It's made three hundred twenty five point three in six weeks. This week's three was last week's six. Top Gun: Maverick refused. To leave another 7.1 million, 673 in 12 weeks. This week's two, last week's two, DC League of Super Pets made another $7 million. It's made almost 60 million in three weeks. This week's one was last week's one, but Bullet Train still only Bullet made 13.4 million, 54 million in two weeks. Not a big, strong showing this weekend at the movies. I'm not wearing nice any pants. Film at 11. Geek News! Take a look at the world from a geeky point of view. DreamWorks Animation has officially announced that the fourth theatrical entry into the Kung Fu Panda franchise 
is going to show up March 8, 2004. Kung Fu Panda 4 marking the franchise's first big screen adventure since 2016. Uh, they're hoping to make a real skadoosh at the box office. DreamWorks' original Kung Fu Panda, released in theaters in 2008, stunned a lot of us. The animated film star Jack Black is the voice of Poe, an accident prom anthropomorphic panda with aspirations of being a great martial artist. Kung Fu Panda was a big hit for DreamWorks. It had the heart. I mean, it got strong reviews. It became the third highest grossing film of 2008 behind The Dark Knight and Indiana Jones wow. and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. One of those is a good movie. One of those was. Kung Fu Panda was also nominated for Best Animated Film at both the Oscars and the Golden Globes. To make something special, you just have to believe it's special. Jack Black reprised his role as Poe for two sequels, Kung Fu Pandas 2 and 3, which released in theaters in 2011-2016, respectively. Of those sequels, two was incredibly successful, with the 2011 film surpassing the worldwide box office total of its 2008 predecessor. On that note, until the release of Wonder Woman in 2017, Kung Fu Panda 2 had the distinction of being the biggest worldwide box office success for a film directed solely by a woman. Jennifer Yoon Nelson. Uh, If you only do what you can do... You will never be more than who you are. In addition to the main three, soon to be four films, the Kung Fu Panda franchise also spawned a number of spin-offs and tie-in projects. Since 2008, there's been various animated short films, a television holiday special, several video game tie-ins, and even a stage play. There's also been a number of Kung Fu Panda animated series, but those are yesterday, which is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, but a new Kung Fu Panda is being made today which is why it's called The Present. (laughs) I'm just glad that once again, everybody will be kung fu fighting. Those kids are fast as lightning. (laughs) Uh, Lionsgate and Fathom Events announced that the theatrical release of of Clerks 3 has been extended a full week and will receive four additional big screen dates throughout the month of September, including the 14th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. Thank you. Thanks to all of your interest in Clerks 3 and buying advanced ticket for the Fathom event screenings on the 13th and 15th, movie theaters have added more days and they've extended us. So now you can go see Clerks in a movie theater near you, Smith said recently in an announcement. It's going to make House Party look like House Party 2. <laughs> Initially, Kirk. Why can I not talk today? Because I'm tired. Initially, Clerks 3 was intended to receive a limited two-night theatrical release on the 13th and 15th. However, due to demand from fans, these dates have been extended. Now it's going to be like a normal-ass weekend. Friday and a Saturday, all those people who are just like, why can't you just release this movie in a normal-ass fashion? Well... It's about to happen, kids. And I'm not going to miss what is probably going to be the social event of the season. Right? Clerks 3 will star Brian Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson. The story will focus on Dante Hicks and his best friend Randall. After suffering a near-fatal heart attack, Randall decides to make a movie about their lives working at the Quick Stop, which was inspired by Smith's real-life experience in 2018. Returning cast members include Marilyn Gilodi as Veronica Logren, Trevor Furman as Elias Grover, and Rosario Dawson as Becky Scott. Whom I happen to know better as Boo Boo Kitty. In 2021, August 2021, Smith called Clerks 3 a bizarre return to form, saying that Clerks was very autobiographical and Clerks 2 was completely fabricated right down to the fact that I never even worked in fast food. However, this won't be the case for Clerks 3. The film is predicated on the idea that Randall survives a heart attack, a massive heart attack like I did, then winds up, you know, deciding he's wasted his whole life. We take Randall, a motherfucker who wears cynicism on his sleeve, and we turn him into a dreamer. But I'm sure the dreamer aspect will burn out quickly, and Randall will be back to cynicism, loaded and hurling comments to get the customer all riled up. I mean, there's nothing more exhilarating than pointing out the shortcomings of others, is there? Nope. 
AI software capable of mapping tumor tissue more accurately to help surgeons treat and shrink prostate cancer using a laser-powered needle will soon be tested in real patients during clinical trials. Uh, any other time, laser needle would be cooler, but shrink and F cancer. Treatment of prostate... Nope, that's wrong. The National Cancer Institute estimated that approximately 12.6% of men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer at some point in their life. The risk for developing the disease rises over time for men over the age of 50. It's one of the most curable forms of cancer, considering most cases are caught in the early stages due to regular screening tests. Uh, wait, that's what you call it? Shh. Treatment for prostate cancer varies depending upon the severity of the disease. Patients can undergo hormone therapy, chemotherapy, or surgery to remove tissue. Avinda Health, a medical startup founded in 2017, is developing a new type of treatment that is less invasive. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration granted an investigational device exemption to the company's invention this week, meaning it can now be used in a clinical study. I mean, less invasive sounds nice, but it still involves a laser needle. And your butt. <laughs> Patients will need to have an MRI scan and a targeted fusion biopsy performed first. The data is processed by Avenda's AI algorithms and its iQuest software to map where the cancer cells are located within the prostate. Next, the computer vision-aided model will simulate where best to insert focal point a probe armed with a laser to help surgeons treat the patient's tumor. The heat from the laser gently heats the cancerous cells and kills them with the goal of shrinking <sighs> and removing the whole tumor. Clinical, so warm. <laughs> clinical trials are set to begin in 2023. Now, hopefully, we can get more ways to get rid of cancer, but this one's especially cool since it means cancer can kiss our ass. With a laser. Well, uh, interesting 20 people with diseased or damaged corneas had significant improvement in their vision after they received implants engineered out of protein from pig skin. Bacon. Is there nothing you can't do? <laughs> the patients in Iran and India all suffered from keratoconus, a condition in which the protective outer layer of the eye progressively thins and bulges outward. Ew. 14 of the patients were blind before they received the implant, but two years after the procedure, they regained some or all of their vision. Three had perfect vision after the surgery. Pork. The other white beta carotene. <laughs> Not all patients experience the same degree of improvement, however. The 12 Iranian patients wound up with an average visual acuity of 20 out of 58 with glasses, and functional vision is defined as, you know, 2040 or better with lenses. Dr. Marianne Maskai, a clinical professor of ophthalmology at the University of Chicago, who wasn't involved in the study, said the technology could be a game changer for those with keratoconus, which affects roughly 50 to 200 out of every 100,000 people. It might also have applications for other forms of corneal disease. Keratoconus? The only carrot bad for the eyes? The team hopes to replace its... The team hopes to replicate its results in a study of 100 or more patients, then work toward getting regulatory approval from agencies like the FDA. Ultimately, the team hopes to make the implants available in countries where human donor tissue is scarce. But now we can have potentially better implants in a pig's eye. All right, don't laugh yet, but Shit Express is a web service that lets you send a box of feces along with a personalized ah. message to friends and enemies. The service has been breached after a customer spotted a vulnerability, but rather than responsibly reporting the vulnerability, the customer, who is a known threat actor, ended up exploiting the bug and downloading the entire database. The database was then shared on a hacking forum, exposing the angry and sometimes hysterical personal messages sent by the customers with the gifts. Wow, and if you know what you're doing with a garden, it's a great gift. Shit, it's the gift that keeps on literally giving. Imagine 
all the people who annoy you the most, an irritating colleague, school teacher, your ex-wife, filthy boss, jealous neighbor, the successful former classmate, or all those pesky haters, states the homepage of Shit Express, a simple way to send a piece of shit in a box around the world. Shit Express describes what is a prank web service where customers can purchase and deliver real animal feces to friends or frenemies located anywhere in the world. Uh, the... German version of the site describes it a bit differently. Some of the messages now on display include, I saw a cockroach today and thought of you. I stepped on it. This gift shows my thanks for your hard work and is a symbol of how great my team thinks you are. Enjoy! Ah, so no one wrote, Hey, I found your brains. You're welcome. The site was exploited <laughs> via SQL injection, but the threat actor did not extort the site owners with a ransom demand. He just wanted them to get their shit together. GRD is Lies of the Creative Commons. Attribution, not commercial, not derivative works. Nice stories, 3.0 license. Go check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. Stop by the website at geekcreatedata.com. Yep. You can send to... Wow. Okay. I don't want to know what else you can send to people. Because, well, so is that better or worse than, like, the, uh, the glitter bombs that people get? Better. That's I'd better. rather get shit in the mail. <laughs> rather have that than bright and sparkly. Fair enough. Drop us a note and tell us, which which would you prefer? It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com. What do you think? It's st- And that's the wrong button. That's that's where I meant to be right there. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's a voicemail you can use to send us stuff. That number would be... 510-GRT-CRIM. I'm going back to bed. Well, we have uh, nothing big and flashy to show you this week. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Good night, suckers! Damage averted. All systems operative. You used to think life was all about me. I was the hero of my own story. I was Bruce Wayne of one lifelong issue of Detective Comics, so to speak. And that kid came along and suddenly you realize you're not Bruce Wayne anymore. You're Thomas Wayne. Or Bruce Wayne's mom. Whose name escapes me. Anyway, I'm just here to set the real story in motion. So once you become a parent, you're not the star anymore. You're the stage. I'm just here to prop up my kids so she can put on the show of her life, like my parents did for me, like theirs did before them. And if you're lucky enough to have a kid, the trade-off is you don't really get a third act to your story because the story changes. All of a sudden, it's not about you anymore. For the first time in your self-involved life, that's okay. Kids are like our reboots. Another chance to tell a brand new version of the same old story. I know I'm supposed to be teaching Amy stuff, but it's like I'm learning from her every day. So, spend my days chasing Amy. <laughs>